0: And all New Yorkers. <laughs> Taxi. Okay, this is the 77 WABC Minicast. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano, as designated by the good folks over at Bally's. Thank you to the good folks at Bally's. In late July, a pregnant... Black woman was fatally shot by an Ohio police officer. And as 21-year-old Takia Young sat in her car in a supermarket parking lot, officers approached and accused her of shoplifting. Young refused police orders to get out as an officer stood in front of Young's car. When the car began slowly moving towards the officer... He fired one shot through the windshield. Young and her unborn daughter both died. And as far as the justice system is concerned, there are two crime victims in this case. But perhaps not the two that you might expect. Neither Young nor her baby, unborn baby, are considered victims of a crime at present. Since a grand jury has yet to hear the case to decide whether the shooting warrants criminal charges. The union representing the officers says an investigation will determine if their actions were justified. The officer who fired and another who was nearby are being treated as the victims of an automotive assault. However, and well, this may change. They have had their names shielded from the public under the victim's rights statute known as Marcy's Law. Are you familiar with Marcy's Law? Have you heard of Marcy's Law? It's M-A-R-S-Y apostrophe S. This way of using victim's laws to shield the identity of police officers after a use of force incident especially fatal shootings, which obviously get a lot of attention, has been growing in popularity in a number of states, including Florida, South Dakota, Wisconsin. In Ohio, a new law this summer requires police to automatically withhold the names of violent crime victims, including on-duty police officers. Ohio officials cite the law in explaining the limited release of information in recent police shootings. Marcy's law statutes began popping up. You probably remember when they started around 2008, first in California. And the push has largely been propelled by one single billionaire activist, Henry Nicholas III, who named the law after his murdered sister, Uh, Proponents argue the law, the laws, because, you know, it's a state by state situation, the laws protect the rights of crime victims, just as the justice system, at least in theory, offers some protection to criminal defendants. Protections under victims' laws often include a right to be notified of. Court hearings involving the defendant and the right not to be publicly identified in ways that could attract harassment or retaliation. One in three Americans now live in states with some variation of Marcy's law on the books. Civil liberties advocates like the ACLU and the Cato Institute, they have long been skeptical of these laws on constitutional grounds. They don't think you should be keeping this information secret. But in the late 2010s, some critics also began ringing alarms that police were using the protections to evade identification after officers used force. The, this use of the law dramatically limits the public's ability to evaluate police behavior, including determining whether an officer's actions fit into a longer or broader pattern of violence. I'll give you an example. Let's say we knew that this police officer in Ohio who killed this woman had a history of using his gun recklessly. Let's say he had a history of police brutality. Let's say he had a history of anger management issues. Maybe that would color the public's perception of whether or not this pregnant woman should be dead or not. So uh, Jonathan Blanks, who was a Cato Institute researcher in 2019, said this, this novel interpretation, meaning using victims' rights laws to shield the identity of cops, was turning Marcy's Law on its head. According to Jonathan Blanks, the police officer is acting as an agent of the state. He's not a victim, and the idea that he gets anonymity for something he did in our name is absurd. I have to tell you, that argument holds a lot of water with me the police are acting on the public's behalf and if a police officer is involved in a use of force incident even if they are the victim of a crime here as is the case here where they might have been the victim of an automotive assault I don't know the details of what the police are claiming precipitated the shooting but they work for us and if that's You know, we ought to have a right to know their identity. Several police unions have pushed back on that, as have lawyers for the individual officers. Um, The lawyer for a Florida officer told the Tallahassee Democrat last year, a victim is a person. My client is a person. Make the jump for me. How is my client not a victim? A 2020 investigation by ProPublica and USA Today looking at the use of Marcy's law by police in Florida found in at least half of cases the officers were not injured. Even minor movements that officers perceived as threatening, such as walking aggressively or reaching into a pocket, qualified as batteries on officers triggering the law's protection. So there's a legal battle over the law's use for officers pending before the Florida Supreme Court. But I would not be surprised if in the near future the U.S. Supreme Court ends up weighing in on this because Ms. Young's killing in Ohio also underscores how police continue to shoot into moving vehicles, even though the Department of Justice and multiple professional law enforcement groups have advised against it. He said, don't shoot into moving vehicles.